<laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from affable idiots. Idiotas affables en español. Hey everyone, I'm Chad Michael Ennis, uh, one of your hosts. We have here also with us Adam, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me, Gumby. How you doing, Adam? Hey, what's going on? I was going to say something in German, but then I forgot how to speak German because I never learned. <laughs> Knew the whole language. idiota. That's not <laughs> any language. Hey, what's going on? That works, that works. Um, everyone knows now that I have a dog, a beautiful, wonderful Jack Russell Terrier named, um, Atreus. I just blanked on my own dog's name after three weeks. Atreus. And he, he loves barking at inopportune moments whenever he thinks he's not getting enough attention. So here I've got spray bottles mm. and right now he's doing this, like testing me like, I see him walking the back there. Yeah. Yep. All I have to do is you want to get sprayed? Show him the bottle. Ask me if he wants to get sprayed. And that's and, it. Oh, I heard you. No barking. There you go. <laughs> Spray him. And then he, he he's perfect. He's perfect after that. No barking, no nothing. The only, the only downside is that he then mopes around the house for a good hour after that, just looking at me Yeah. like I shot him. Like He's like, you just shot me in the fucking heart with the water. He's like, how <laughs> dare you? What <laughs> I was going to so ask guilty. you. Mm -hmm. I don't, where does this come from, right? Because you think about it. Dogs, descended from wolves, whatever, wild animals, they got domesticated. In what part of their genetics or what part of history were they like, oh my God, a few spritz of water in my face and I just don't know what to do, right? <laughs> it's such a weird, because it's not like a spray bottle is unnatural. Like it's a spritz of water. Like water is in nature. Like are wolves out in the wild and like a drip of water hits their face and they just they freeze up and fall over like they don't know what happened like what yeah that's uh, it, the one thing if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you get attacked by a pack of wolves all you have to do is spit in their face that's it. yeah that movie with liam neeson the gray would have been a lot different if you would have spit in the wolf's face yeah absolutely that movie born to be wild if you were just to spit in the gorilla's face it would have been a very different movie <laughs> speaking of wild america which is another movie about hey! being out in nature uh -huh. uh, which I love that we have this picture of this alligator with this kid's feet in it. <laughs> um, so I did a poll on Twitter because we talked mm -hmm. about it. I don't know if it was after the podcast, during the podcast. I don't know. Wild America, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, 1997, Devin Sawa. Awful movie that I liked. Uh, so I did a poll. Is Wild America a good movie or no? 66% of the voters said yes. Wild America is a good movie. 33% no. right. It's trash. And I had a picture for a reference because I wanted everyone to remember this movie they saw when they were seven years old. So apparently, Wild America is good. And they didn't spray any dogs in the face. Maybe they should have. That's right. Because they got attacked by a lot of shit. Snakes. They were spitting the snake's face. They That's going to be my... If I'm, ever, if I'm ever in a situation where I might be getting into a fight, maybe this doesn't work with humans because then they immediately think of porn and where they just spit in, like, spit in people's mm. mouths. And maybe if, in a fight... If you're about to get punched and you spit in their face, then maybe suddenly you're making love on the playground. That's probably not appropriate. Hey, let's on move playground. on to talk about video games. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this is a video game podcast uh, where we talk about what happens in video games, etc. On this week, we've got uh, a few things coming up. One of them is a PlayStation Classic coming to the new PlayStation Plus. 
What? what? We got some release dates for some beloved PC and Switch titles. And we've got Amy Hennig back from the grave after 30,000 years of not making anything. But first, we're going to start with the big one. Our main quest this week is Ubisoft up for sale? <gasps> what? What? This comes from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Uh, coming in yesterday, I believe it was, Ubisoft's share price climbed significantly on Friday amid growing speculations that the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry company might be considering a sale. To be clear, it's still very early days, it appears, and there have not been any formal bids made, nor have any potential negotiations begun, according to the report. Quote, Deliberations are at an early stage, and there's no certainty about any of the suitors. Uh, there's no certainty any of the suitors will proceed with offers, Bloomberg reported. Spokespeople for Blackstone and KKR declined to comment to Bloomberg, while a Ubisoft representative also had no comment on the potential takeover. Here's another quote. We don't comment on rumors or speculation. Surprise, a spokesperson mm -hmm. told GameSpot. We also have one of the industry's deepest and most diversified portfolios, cutting-edge services and technologies, and a large and growing community of engaged players. As a result, we're ideally positioned to capitalize on the rapid industry growth and platform opportunities that are emerging right now. KKR has made moves in the gaming world before, as it was among the $1.25 billion investment into Epic Games back in 2018. Adam, we are in mm. a world right now where giant, what was previously unthinkable, is now being thinkable. Like, Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. We see the likes of Activision being bought by Microsoft, which includes Blizzard. It's not unthinkable that Ubisoft could also now become a subsidiary of some other giant video game giant. What it's possible. The interesting thing about this, well, first of all, um, I love this the quote where like we don't comment on speculation, da da da. We have a lot of team members. And then the next very next thing that again, this was Ubisoft is like, oh man, uh, diversified portfolio, uh capitalizing rapid growth. It's like, oh, you know, we're not single, it's like we're single and not looking, but Here's a picture of my genitals, and I have a nice car, and I have a good job. And if you wanted to talk to me, then you can come talk to me. But but I'm single and not looking for anybody. But if you want to, I mean, you, you could. If you that, I like it's funny. They're like, we're not. But if we were, you know, we're yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. All of this. The interesting thing about this one compared to, you know, your bungees, your, uh, you know, all the other ones that have happened this year, Housemark, Bungie, Activision, and all that. This seems to be more along the lines of um i think like capcom got like part of it got bought by i think it was like a saudi arabia investment firm whatever all these reports seem to be investment firms and not a video game company yeah which is weird for ubisoft um i know technically i think it's like worth less than like activision and like all it's actually apparently it's not worth a lot compared you know for being a video game publisher that puts out a lot of video games uh comparatively to like um activision and such but it's just weird that it's investment firms compared to like uh we were talking to John from Pixel Street. I was like, you know, like Amazon or Google would like make more sense, you know, as companies that have gaming platforms. Um, but it's just like, yeah, we are investment people who are like video games make money, let's buy a video game thing. It's that's just weird to me. But I, I think it, it's very possible because everyone gets bought and Ubisoft literally can't stop it if somebody has enough money. Isn't that the thing that like like Guillermo owns like 15%, but like 
that's it's a public company. Someone could just buy right. all the stock, and and that's what do. almost happened years ago with the Vivendi takeover. Yeah. Like Vivendi almost just hostily took over that whole company. Uh, you brought up the the fact that like it's it's a comp like it's not it's investment companies, not necessarily video game things. Which I think was a really good point that you made months ago, not months ago, however long ago that Activision was bought by Microsoft. Where it's like part of that strategy might have been. Microsoft making sure Activision stays with video game people who care about video games rather than mm-hmm. just like random companies who want to make a buck in the video game space. So that's it's really interesting to see this same kind of idea with Ubisoft where it's like, oh, do we really want these types of investment firms making these purchases? Who the fuck is KKR? I The whole time I was reading it, I was just like, if you just erase a little bit of that R, it becomes the KKK. Do you think this is just like bad people with a mask on, trying to come mm-hmm. in and hostily take over Ubisoft? Who knows? I don't know. I, Assassin's Creed, now you're just killing Democrats. Holy <laughs> shit, there you go. Assassin's Creed set in the 1950s. Um, but what you, you brought up something I hadn't thought about until literally you said it like 45 seconds ago, and mm-hmm. that's the idea of Amazon or Google being a good person to court Ubisoft, because both of them have made significant investments in video games, but both of them have also failed on first party attempts to actually gain traction and create quality things. And if they were able to just simply acquire a portfolio of amazing games, well, of one game where you just unlock a bunch of towers and ginormous amounts of side quests and you just put a different skin on it every single time. Um, If they were able to just acquire all of those properties, I feel like that would be a really, really great investment on their part. And one thing that everyone in the world has forgotten about is that Amazon has a Stadia competitor called Luna that literally no one plays. But right off the bat with Luna, when they were just in the testing phase, they had a partnership with Ubisoft to put Ubisoft's subscription service as part of Luna on there. Yep. Uh, so I wonder if that, if that if there's some talks going on in there, if, if Ubisoft is courting other people to try to drive the price up while also saying, hey, look at my cool car and also I'm, I forget everything else. I'm good at sex or whatever else you said. Yeah, real good at the sex, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if that's kind of what they're doing, if they want to go with Amazon, but they just want a little bit more money out of it. So they're making it a little bit more public. I mean, that that's how all these companies are like, hey, look how much money we make. We're such a big deal. People are so interested. And then it's like, all right, here's Microsoft to buy you or here's PlayStation to buy you, whatever. I think Amazon, if we have to pick, don't do Google. Because again, Google is a company that's interesting, but they just, they don't, they don't care about their video game. Like they don't stick with stuff if it doesn't work. And I don't like that. Right. Amazon makes perfect sense because again, the Luna thing, they already have that partnership. Um, the fact that Ubisoft has the Tom Clancy name and Amazon makes Tom Clancy prime content all the time. Like Jack Reacher and Jack Ryan, a lot of dudes named Jack with guns. Yeah. Lots of Jacks um, over there. I, you know, maybe that is a thing that's already in the talks and maybe they're trying to like entice them and try to drive it up or something. But if it's got to be anybody, Amazon makes more sense. I don't see Microsoft or PlayStation doing it because they still have pending deals for billions of dollars for video game companies. I don't think you stack those up three at a time because then the FCC is like, hold on, we'll let one go through. (laughs) I don't know about three at once. Come on, guys, chill. So I don't I don't think it's one of the big two. Nintendo doesn't buy stuff. So I think it has to be if it happens. I feel like Amazon is the smartest. It makes the most sense. Do you remember back in like 2016 before the Switch was announced when everyone was like seriously considering the fact that Sony, Nintendo could just like be sold to Sony or Xbox? 
And I'm just yeah. like, what if just those that we might live in a world where Mario is just like a, a PlayStation game and it lives on those platforms now. And this it's came so out funny. And I was like, ha, 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 JK. Yeah, it's so funny how people make those jokes. I remember um, some kind of documentary thing where at the very beginning, like when Microsoft was starting to make Xbox, they again, just some business dudes were like, oh, can we just like buy somebody else to like help us kickstart this? And they went to Nintendo. And Nintendo laughed at him and was like, oh, we're too good for that. But again, these are just business dudes trying to make business. They don't know or care about gaming. But like Microsoft as a company absolutely could buy Nintendo if they were willing to sell. Like these companies yeah. like have the capital. It's just like, you know, why would Nintendo do that? But like technically on a number perspective, like Sony could buy Nintendo. Like at that point before the Switch came out, I think that they were worth enough where Sony could absolutely do that investment. So... It would have been fun. People got pride, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Miyamoto's like, fuck you. I refuse. <laughs> I don't need, I'm not even the CEO, but I'm not going to let you do it. <laughs> Reggie Fizeme is like, I'm not going to work here in a year, but also fuck you. So keep an eye out that on that. Could turn into something, could end up being nothing. Who knows? But it's not unthinkable. Moving on to Playtime, brought to you by Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Delicious wonderful bubbly caustic mountain dew zero sugar major melon flavors and spark raspberry lemonade no you guys sugar. watch the video because we have mountain sex. dew cans yeah, we do up to the cameras oh oh look you can see you can see right there in the facts contains zero percent juice 100 percent jizz is that is that sweat or perspiration remember that mm. commercial with like the soda can where it's like he's sweating because the other soda's here but it's like that's condensation that's condescending <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was a commercial. Playtime, where we talk about what we played this week. Um, Adam, you've got one game on your list, list it looks like. So I want to throw mm -hmm. it over to you real quick to tell me about 2000. Yes, I played the video game 2000. Not 2001, it's the prequel to that awful movie that is overrated. <laughs> um, awful movie. It's not awful, it's just overrated. Very slow. Yeah. Um, so, no, I was playing more of WWE 2K22. <gasps> I am all into the WrestleMen right now. Um, I used to be really into wrestling games. I stopped because they sucked for a while. Uh, and this one's really good and really fun. And I played through, so they have a thing called Showcase Mode where mm. you play like the career of somebody and they have Rey Mysterio. And here, again, I told you, we're going back to Adam's Twitter all day, baby. Uh, so I was playing that showcase mode and it was like, all right, Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. And I was like, why does this situation seem really familiar to me? And I went back on my phone and I have a video because Rey Mysterio versus Samoa, I, the thing that's in the video game, I was at. And whenever they show like the real life, like the intercut, like, gameplay and real life footage and i'm like holy yeah. shit i'm in this video game i'm right because i was like right behind the camera uh and i was like oh shit i'm in the video game no wait wait at this in the, there's a screenshot from the video game of the match and you're in it yeah well there's a video so it's like half a second and then they cut okay, or whatever okay, okay. but i was like i remember being at that raw and then watching it afterwards like oh there i am there i am there i am so yes i am in wwe 2k22 i'm like a pixel big for half oh a second God. but i'm in the video game Oh so. my God! I am in the presence of greatness. That is so freaking cool. And it was such a really good match, and it was cool. So, but yeah, I've been doing that. They've got the online mode, uh, where it's you know, you like oh get the cards with the wrestlemen on them, and then you do the towers. You know, 
standard 2K stuff. Um, doing that, doing the my player, just doing all of it. And I'm really, really enjoying the game. So I'm just having a great time. And then I basically just that's really all I played. I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. I'm gonna do Batman this week for Barf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna play an episode a day. So I was like, I can wait till right before. But that's that's all that I played. I didn't play anything else, man. I'm I know all into last wrestling. week I asked you whether you were going to make some characters and you're like, I'll probably make myself and then download a bunch. Is is there any like fun characters in WWE two K that you've made? Oh or yeah. seen or downloaded? Well, yeah, I have me, of what course. And then there's so many. Well, again, all the kind of funny people are in the wrestling game. So oh, and they're good, all of too. Like, yeah, all of those great. models, they're good. Yeah. Um, I have a Ninja Turtles alternative costume for uh, Xavier Woods. Uh, so he's just a Ninja Turtle, which is great. There's actual awesome. Ninja Turtles in the game. It's literally anything you can ever think of. Like, there's Dark Souls characters. There's, it doesn't matter. It's all in there. It just... The ref, you can be like, oh, I'm a referee. It's just a dude in a referee shirt. And it's like, all right, well, that's the referee. <laughs> You're here. You're here to wrestle. So, yeah, there's a lot of good. It's just, I love how anytime their game has like create, created content, I can't make shit because I'm not good, but I love what other people do it. I can download it. So, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but I'm just having a great time. Do you so, remember the days all. of Mii's on Nintendo Wii where mm-hmm. you, would, of course, create your Mii? But then there was also, you could, if you could, you could play around with the positioning of eyebrows and eyeballs and nose and mouth, and you could like bring the eyebrows down below the mouth and shit like that, and you could like make people mm. whose heads look like a cockroach or all That's sorts right, of shit. Wild stuff. I'm like, I don't know how y'all <laughs> yeah. did that. It was just insane. <laughs> yeah, I did people a lot of that. People find a way to make a penis on anything. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned Batman, which I will use that to transition into my playtime. I've played mostly just Batman the Telltale game, the the Mm -hmm. first season. Because again, second season, Enemy Within is our barf game for this month. Backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. So make sure you play that uh, or write us in your thoughts if you've already played it or let us know if you want to be on the show. So I've been playing the first season of that, which again is not our barf because the second season is, which means I can say, holy shit, Adam. Mm -hmm. How did we let telltale go for so long making trash like trash performing games like no wonder they completely went belly up and died because playing that game i have had literally every two or three minutes somebody is there's like a character's talking but their avatar is just completely invisible or the camera is halfway through batman's head so all i see is his teeth and the back of his neck (laughs) or here's what happens literally all the time Okay. The depth of field is wrong. Mm-hmm. So like it'll it'll show me somebody talking or three people talking and all of them are blurry, but the background is crisp as fuck. And it's like it's, um, it's make me think like the first couple of times I saw I was like am I supposed to be looking for something in the background or like is there like a spooky person walking? No, it's just it's the game engine bad stuttering. Interesting. The game's crashing me like twice. I'm playing it on PlayStation 5, the PS4 yeah, version on, on PlayStation PS- 5. PS4 version, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but it's here's it the is, thing. It, those games never ran great. For me, oh, no. my number one issue was like the frame rate would drop. Like it was yeah. always like at 25 or whatever. I never had the thing you're talking about, like weird cameras through people's heads. I never had those issues. Again, the games always ran poop as yeah. frame rate would arise, but I never had crashes or any of that stuff. So I really liked the games, but I also never had a huge like I had one thing where like everyone T-posed for a second. I was like, well, I guess we got to restart this. Yeah. But not in Batman. That was in like Walking Dead. So that was, you know, a long time ago. Uh, that ass- sucks to see. Yeah, I'm assuming that it's like, it's, you know, this game company 
it now exists under a brand new, you know, like all the same properties, but like kind of a brand new team because they bought their name and, and licenses. But it it's probably new generation consoles came out. The team didn't exist in order to optimize them for these new consoles. And now they're oh, yeah, like no. garbage on it. So which sucks. Absolutely. Um, Did you so, get through yeah. it though? I am on the final chapter of the first okay. season. Um, I also, there's been weird audio issues too, where mm -hmm. like, surprise, Pat, Batman's parents are dead. And so yeah. like, it's, it's walking through the how they died thing in the alley um, that we've all seen a trillion times. But like, none of the, none of the sound effects are there. Like it's raining, pouring down rain, nothing. Gunshots, mm, nothing. nothing. Pearls. We all know how the pearls come off. Nothing. All we hear is Batman's dialogue track. Just Batman talking. Or I'm in the Batmobile thing. and there's a phone call with him and Harvey Dent and Harvey Dent's audio is gone. I just hmm. hear Batman's side of the conversation. What a weird... I wonder if that's like a um, like a version-specific thing. It's like the PS4, this version of the patch has those issues, but if you played this patch version or if you played it on iPhone, it didn't have this. I wonder like... If there's like a specific version that is the good version and the other ones are just yeah. trash, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but now that you've gotten through that game, which it sucks you're having such bad issues again, and never was technically interesting, but I like the story. You yeah. see the Batman, which is a really good movie by Matt Reeves, like HBO mm -hmm. Max. Mm -hmm. fun it's for on the HBO whole Max right now. You can actually watch it on HBO Max right now. Yeah, it's great. I love how they take parts of that, the video game, and they put oh, that 100%. into it. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Which like, is cool. So, yes. All of the technical issues aside and the garbage engine that Telltale Games run on that hopefully they're fixing for these upcoming releases, um, the story is awesome. And the different mm -hmm. twists on these characters that you're not oh, used to Everyone's are so cool. I Everyone love it. Everyone has a twist. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the beginning of the final chapter on this one. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, man, there's a lot of the Batman in this game. That's really mm -hmm. cool. And then I started to think to myself. I wonder how much more I would have been surprised by this and really liked it had I not seen the Batman first. Yeah. Because some the of whole... these things are like, these twists are like, oh, I'm, I've been exposed to that idea now. And now it's just like, oh, it's cool to see that in a video game. Yeah. So I'll say, I'm not going to dispose. I mean, it's a fucking old ass game, whatever. Yeah. But there is a thing with who Martha really is, right? Right. Like her maiden last name. I believe that's in that Batman series as well as the Batman the movie, right? I have not come across anything Martha-related in this first season yet. Mm, Again, I still have a... one chapter to go, but... Well, you know who the bad guy is, though, right? The main bad... You know who the real main bad guy is, right? I, I do know that... I do know who the main bad guy is. The, the okay. children of... Uh, the Yeah, of Arkham Lady Arkham, Arkham Children Arkham yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it when it finishes, but I think the thing that they do in the Batman is the thing that I first saw in that Telltale game, specifically with the Arkham family, which they do a, a twist on that in the Batman. I was like, oh, really cool. But anyways. Here's one last thing I'll say about Batman, the Telltale series. I would have played this a lot sooner if y'all told me that you get to romance sexually Catwoman in it. Like if you oh, yeah. not not only do you go and you romance Catwoman, but you she like does a little sexy unzips her suit strip tease for you, and I know all y'all knew it was in there because I saw the stats. It says ninety point four percent of y'all did the same shit as I did. Everybody does it. <laughs> Nobody told me. Uh, so yeah, I'm playing that, and then this week we'll also play Enemy Within for our barf discussion in about a week. Yeah. I'm going to do some research. I don't know if you already bought it or have it somewhere, but I'm going to try to make sure we get you the best version so it runs well, because I would hate for you to have that hampered by Dope. their yeah. technical part of me, Part of me wants to 
because these games are easy platinums, part of me wants to play it still on PlayStation, it on PlayStation 5. But also I don't own it yet anywhere. This one I had free already through PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. So I might buy it. Um, I'm going to do some research up. for you. I might buy it somewhere else just in case. Uh, yeah. John in the chat says, Wayne parents being shit people is my favorite recent twist. Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, I mean, that that's Batman Telltale series. It's like, oh, your parents aren't good. I mean, you get that in episode one. Where what is it? Is it Falcone or is it uh, what's the other Salvatore Moroni? Is it Falcone or Moroni that shows up at your house in the Falcone. very first? Ep- it's Falcone, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, me and your dad are best fucking friends." It's like, ooh, yep. didn't yep. see that one coming. <laughs> That's really yep. good. Uh, so I'm loving it. Uh, two more things that I played. One is honestly something that I never thought I would ever be able to do. Playing Destiny 2. Surprise. Mm -hmm. Destiny 2. We are now beating Grandmaster Nightfalls. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. know what that means, but Nightfalls are are basically really hard versions of strikes. And they're just like difficult. They have champions, all that kind of shit. They're really tough. Grandmaster ones are ones that are specifically like you have to be super high level. Like you're not high enough level until probably like close to the end of the season usually. Mm-hmm. And the recommended power level for it is purposefully out of reach. Like it's it's impossible to get to the level that they want you to be at for it it's to like be playing like on legendary, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's way so there's legendary difficulty, master difficulty, grandmaster difficulty. Grandmaster, gotcha. And we have attempted grandmasters in the past and immediately just gotten crushed. So much so that it was the last trophy I needed for the platinum trophy for destiny two. And I Ooh. finally paid someone in China, $35 to do it for me. Like just get and it done. So <laughs> I, I did that, you know, last year I paid someone to do it this last week though. We did it. We smushed through a grandmaster. We farmed it multiple times. There was a little bit of a cheese for the boss that helped us out. But here's the other thing. There's another grandmaster nightfall every single week. It rotates out every week. And mm-hmm. the one that is this week until tomorrow night is like supposedly the hardest one in the game. And we're we're kind of doing pretty well at it. We haven't beat it yet. We're going to mm-hmm. attempt it again, I think, tomorrow night. But the fact that we're even getting close to these things is just like making me so freaking proud. And now I was like, what else is there left in this game that we are not masters at or grandmasters at? So I'm freaking loving it. You guys are about to be like, yeah, you guys are about to be the masters of destiny. You will beat in destiny yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days. Um, the third thing is actually a, uh, it's a little bit of a sneak peek of, you'll hear me talk more about it next week. Hellblade. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet, but I did download it because yesterday I watched the Northman, which is mm-hmm. a V good movie about Vikings. Uh, and there's yelling and stabbing and blood and yum. And it's a uh, very, very good movie. You know what? I read a headline about how they had to CG in penises CG during one of the penis. fights mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure that nothing accidentally got like cut off during the fight or hurt. And so I knew that was coming in the movie. Never once saw a penis in that whole movie. Hmm. I was maybe looking for like a, a CG weenie the whole time. And maybe it was really quick. Never saw the CG weenie though myself. And I was looking for it because I was like, that's how I knew that I know oh, we're not CG towards the end of the here. movie yet because we're not seeing a weenie fight. <laughs> Turns out it never happened. So maybe I missed it, but. Um, so I watched that and then got real horny for being a Viking. So I mm-hmm. thought about playing, downloading Valhalla, which I played for like 10 hours. And then I said, no. And then I was like, Ooh, you know what though? I do need to play God of War before Ragnarok comes out. And then I was like, you know what? No, Hellblade. I'm going to yep. go back to Hellblade. Especially, Especially now that it's, 
Yeah, it's like eight hours. Real quick platinum trophy. I already got it. But I'm going to download it on Series X because it got an update for Series X since Microsoft mm, yeah. now owns Ninja Theory. So I'm going to... Uh... Oh, Dallas in the chat says he saw the CG weenie. Uh, apparently there is a CG weenie in the, in the movie. You weren't looking hard enough. I was just not looking hard enough. Maybe it just wasn't big enough. Ooh. Ooh. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, so I'm very excited. Hellblade is one of my favorite games of all time. It's incredible. So if you got AirPods Max or some really good headphones, put those on. Noise cancellation if you can. Sit down and play that shit and just be absorbed. Behind you. To your left. It's so good. And just like the, the whispering. Oh my God. Look at you this. suck. You're trash. You piece of shit. <laughs> um... So I'm going to play that again this week, too. Well, maybe not this week because I got it's downloaded. I'm yeah, going to play it's it. It's ready to go. Can't gotcha. wait to. That's it. That's game time for this play time for this week. Let's talk about quests, baby. Quest log. We've got a handful of things here to go through. They're kind of like you talk about them. They're done. Not much discussion around them, but some interesting things going on. A classic PlayStation series gets rated. Says David Matthews, banned at IGN. Spotted by Gematsu, the Game Rating and Administrative Committee, Committee of Korea issued ratings to four siphon filter games for both the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. The games include Siphon Filter, the original, Siphon Filter 2, Siphon Filter Dark Mirror, and Siphon Filter Logan's Shadow. Uh, this comes on the heels of the announcement of the new PlayStation Plus, which puts it closer to Xbox Game Pass. If Siphon Filter happens to be on this new PlayStation Plus, again, these ratings are not necessarily uh, a guarantee, but it seems likely, it'll probably be under the premium tier, which will allow you to stream or download PS1, PS2 titles, PSP games, or stream PS3 games. Unfortunately, not all of the Siphon Filter games are on there. Siphon Filter 3 and Siphon Filter The Omega Strain were not included, so we don't quite know whether or not those are going to be included in the PlayStation Plus. But Adam... It's curious to me that these are, I guess it has to go through a ratings board, right? But that they're rated as standalone things. Um, Not a collection. If they're only going to be part of... Here's, mm. my, here's still my unanswered question that I'm, okay. I'm pessimistic about. is like, can I buy these things standalone? They're rated by a board. Can I buy them standalone rather than just only streaming them or downloading as part of the subscription service? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, rating to me sounds like maybe I can, but who knows? It's... Yeah, I heard so a couple amazing. things. It was like maybe they got rated because it never came out in Korea, so you have to rate it even if it's on a subscription mm -hmm. service because if it never released there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. Reading this story, it says for both PS4 and PS5, I forgot new PlayStation Plus would be on PS4 as well. I just don't think about the PlayStation 4 anymore as a platform. So that's just an Adam thing. Um, but I think it's, it's good. I'm with you. I think there's no chance this isn't a part of new PlayStation Plus, like what? Why else would you bring these specific games? Uh, you know, like re-rate those because again, I don't. It doesn't seem like a remaster because they would just do like Siphon Filter Collection, not Siphon Filter One, Two, Three, da 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 da. Right. Um. So I think that'll be cool. Again, just add all that stuff. You know, get people excited. Uh, I'm with you. I still want to know. Can you just buy this stuff on your own? Or is your old catalog going to come forward? I have a feeling it's not, Chad. Probably not. <laughs> Spend money to have what you already own. We'll see. Um, but I do. I've never played these games before. And I don't know if I'm going to be able either. to play a PS1 version of this game. But I would like the idea of, hey, you PlayStation fans out there, get your PlayStation Premium 
subscription, download and play these games. So Sony's like, oh, people are playing Siphon Filter. Let's bring it back so I can play a modern version of a stealth. Because I love stealth games. There's not a ton of them. But I don't want to play a PS1 stealth game. You got me fucked yeah. up. <laughs> so you guys go play the old stuff. Tell Sony you're interested and then give give us a new one so I can enjoy Siphon Filter for the first time. And I will thank you very much with a solid handshake when I meet you at PAX East 2027. I'll tell you what, you don't even have to play it. You can just you can download it, start it up, put a rubber band on the thumbstick so you're walking forward, and so then the just like band. leave it while you go take a nap. And that way you like log some hours in the game. Works for me. Yep. Get ready to be inked this summer. Ooh. Says Gabe me. Gerwin at GameSpot. Nintendo announced Splatoon 3 launches on September 9th, uh, which is technically summer. Once again, including competitive multiplayer alongside a campaign mode and a cooperative salmon run. This post-apocalyptic weirdness Splatoon is known for it continues in the latest campaign, once again seeing the Inklings face off against the Octogenarians. Just kidding, it's Octarians. Octogenarians. <laughs> These young people just come in here and inking my living room. My doilies. There's, there's ink all over my pants. Oh, my pantaloons. I've got ink on my knickers and my <laughs> and my feather bottoms. <laughs> And my, uh, what other things old people wear? That's oh, me. I'm and old my and glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> my CPAP machine is broken. Is that, that's when you have like, uh, sleep apnea, right? CPAP machine? CPAP. Uh, yeah. That's like the, your bane from Batman at night. Yeah. You put the thing. Old people do that, right? I guess, old so. people love that shit. <laughs> of course, the game series is best known for its Turf War multiplayer matches, which are back in Splatoon 3 and feature a mix of returning maps and all new ones. You'll be able to use a new bow weapon called the Stringer for strategic ink placement as well. Anyone who purchased the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online can also play the Spl Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion DLC right now. Adam, I'm going to assume you're not a baby and you don't give a shit about Splatoon, right? Oh, no, I try and do not enjoy that video game for babies and old people. Same, same. Babies and old people. Old people are forced to play it and get ink yeah. all over their glass eyes and suspenders and CPAP machines. <laughs> but I but, prefer shooting people and seeing real yeah. blood drain out of their skulls. Yeah, yeah, real stuff. But the best thing, I see you've highlighted it here. If you have Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, Platoon 2 DLC, I, it is seeming to be a better service as time goes on. I feel like they should have said this at the beginning, like, hey, we're going to constantly update it with cool DLC or whatever. But now yeah. at this point, you've got, again, um, Animal Crossing, you got Mario Kart, and you have Splatoon 2 DLC all included with your Nintendo Switch. So you're whatever, how much you pay a year if you pay a year. So again, people are talking about, like, oh, yeah, when um, I didn't put it as a story, but uh, Xeno, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got pushed up into the summer instead of in the fall. And it's like, yeah, they'll probably let you have the DLC for two as part of your expansion. But I think they're just going to keep giving you DLC whenever new games come out to get you excited for the new games. I think it looks like a much better service now. Again, not a thing yeah. that I care about because I don't care about old video games. Um, and, I, you know, I don't really I don't play Switch anyways. But I think if you're if you really like Switch, I think you're starting to get your money's worth. Yeah, uh, the the infrastructure is still what's just like, yeah. Uh, pain in the ass for me uh, pain point about it for me is that they're still charging this much and it's not a good multiplayer online experience but 
you're right. The value is starting to become more and more apparent for sure. Hmm. Uh, two two things in the chat. First of all, this like young little millennial pissed off at us oldies. Wow, the disrespect for Splatoon is unreal. I'm coming over to ink all over your houses, says Red Hat Shadows. <laughs> Make sure you ink into my long socks, the tube ones, because those are my going out socks. <laughs> no, but I also got my sock suspenders on and my girder. girders. <laughs> Uh, DF and Smitty in the chat, who I know is an old person similar to mm. us, says Splatoon might have been the least fun I've had, even more than Fallout 76. Ooh, true story. Zing. Oof. All right. A few more stories. Baldur's Gate 3. Ooh, is coming out of early access. Says Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Adam, I'm going to let you go through this because I know you care a lot about Baldur's Gate. Oh, my God. Hold on. We'll go back to my Twitter in a second because I tweeted about this as well. But, all right, Larian Studios makers of divinity original sin and divinity original sin 2 which is actually one of the best rpgs ever made that's not just my opinion that's <gasps> oh, gaming shit. industry opinion uh larian studios has revealed that Baldur's gate 3 will officially leave early access and be released in early 2023 uh larian shared the news during 2022's DD direct in a dev diary that was focused on quote unquote the journey so far by the way more stuff from that that DD direct was wild a lot of good shit in there uh but anyways back to larian studios by the nine hells we've added a lot of great stuff already and there's more where that came from larian said so join us uh in early access on our journey to baldur's gate 3 or come along in 2023 when the game releases early access version uh released in october of 2020 and featured a wealth of content so this game is fantastic. I fucking love this company. Larian, again, makes bank, legitimately makes bangers. And then D&D said, hey, here's the license. Make one of those, but make it in our world and make it Baldur's Gate. People know Baldur's Gate. Um, again, it's been a long time coming. This is what they did in their other games. They were like, they did early access for a couple of years. And apparently the reason they're like, it's been in early access for three years because they were breaking on the game. And we still only have the first area. So we are have like a quarter or a fifth of the game and there's already a shit ton of content. And they were like, oh yeah, we had, it's taking us so long because we literally had to record like, they already had, oh, what, it was some like 80,000 lines of dialogue. And they're like, oh, we had to double that because we kept adding content to the game. And I was like, oh my God, please, thank you so much. <laughs> um, they've been adding all the classes and stuff. So I'm just very excited. Early next year, I'm not going to play it anymore. Like I already own it. Yeah, and I just want to whenever and whenever everything's there, I will go back. So early 2023, I'll be playing 2023's game of the year the minute that this uh, game releases. I is it was I making this up or did two years ago, three years ago they announced that this was also coming to Xbox? Because right now all I can find is PC and Stadia. Right now it is only on PC and Stadia. Um, but the other games were the same. Divinity Original Sin One and Two were also early access, and then only on PC, and then like. You know, nine months later, oh, we've got a definitive edition for consoles. So it will gotcha. eventually, that's literally what they've always done. It'll come to consoles. I'm sure that Wizards of the Coast wants this video game on everything. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And it's also, will probably only be next gen only, or will be a next gen only game um, based on, you know, like how good of a looking PC game it is. And that'll just be the, the norm at that point. So yeah, I'm assuming end of 2023 you know, early 2024, it'll be like announced or released for consoles. So, and it, it, I played it on console and it, well, I've played the other ones on console and they were a great experience. Dope. Um, I will tell a little bit of a roundabout story that will eventually lead back to this real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, as a kid, I was really into, like I played Baldur's Gate with my brother, Icewind Dale, all that fun stuff. I played the originals. 
Uh, really enjoyed that. Haven't played it in a very long time, like 20 years maybe. Uh, tried it when it came to iPad, the Baldur's Gate on iPad. Tried mm. that out and I was like, oh, okay, this is the same thing I remember from a long time ago. But recently, I listened to 608 episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a podcast. I love the Max from Roy. Oh brothers. my God, those brothers so are so good. good. So good. And at the end, I've just, so I've been working my way backwards over 11 months through that whole mm. podcast. And I came to the end of it. I was like, what do I do now? I like That's literally almost like the only podcast. The only other one I listen to is Average Nobodies. Uh, so I've been listening to only that podcast for almost a year. And I'm like, what do I do now? So I loaded up their D&D podcast, The Adventure Zone. Adventure Zone's so good. And I'm now a few episodes into that. And I'm like, fuck. I think I like listening to D&D. I've never listened to people play D&D before or watched people play D&D. I've played one game myself with Trevor mm -hmm. DMing. And now I think I like listening to D&D. So if y'all got recommendations on things to listen to outside of Adventure Zone, I don't know, maybe like Isle of Misfit Rolls or something like that. I was going to say, I got one for you. Throw that my way. Do you have one, Adam? Do you have a suggestion? Yeah, it's called Isle of Misfit Rolls. You check what out the D&D podcast I've done for a very long time. We're in two seasons. Uh, so everyone check out Isle of Misfit Rolls. It's a great D&D podcast and a Twitch stream. Yeah, here's the thing. Again, Adventures on... I'll, whenever you get through, let me talk to me whenever you get through season one, because there are seasons of that show that are better than the others. Season one is a banger. Like it starts out, it starts out fun. And then fucking uh, Griffin just fucking goes off the deep end in a good way. And that shit is fucking amazing. So listen it. to all of season one. Uh, again, you'll, you already know the McRoy's they're great. Griffin did some amazing shit with that first season. Um, and again, they're great together. They're so great together. I love them. They are so them. good. Like it, that's what drew me into, I used to listen to, um, before I found my brother and my brother and me, I listened to Sawbones, the one that mm -hmm. uh, Justin does with his wife about, you know, medical history and all that kind of shit. And just like, just hearing them all together and coming like, and then their dad, throwing their dad in the middle of it too. Just like, yeah. fucking, I love it. I love it so much. God, you're going to have such a good time with that first season at 69 episodes <laughs> because they had to do <laughs> of the joke. It is. They had nice. to do the joke, but it, it's so good. But yeah, so yeah, D&D is great. Listen to D&D podcast, but this game is also going to be very good from a very good team. Um, and just during this announcement, again, D&D Direct Day was the other day. Um, they announced Spelljammer and Dragonlance. So for people who play D&D and know what that is, they're very excited. Spelljammer is fucking D&D in your fucking space. It's fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but D&D. And Dragonlance is a, is a thing that people really like. I don't, I'm not really into it like that much. But Spelljammer, I'm all into like, oh, I can pilot a... It's literally like a naval ship that goes through fucking space. It's fucking awesome. But I love anyways, it. Fun stuff. All right. Um, hey, you remember Borderlands? Borderlands so. has like a D&D &D expansion for Borderlands 2. And then they actually just came out a whole D&D &D type game with Miss. I mean, with Tiny Tina and her mm -hmm. shit. Um, so tying that to Dungeons and Dragons, we now have a new story. A beloved Telltale game gets a sequel from James Carr at GameSpot. Speaking of uh telltale a sequel from tales of the borderlands is releasing later this year featuring an all-new story and characters announced by 2k and gearbox the, t the sequel to telltale games episodic point and click adventure game has been in development for years according to the de developers the biggest change between the sequel and the original is that the sequel is being developed in-house by gearbox instead of by telltale games this could be because well telltale went belly up in 2018 and then it was revived in name only uh, in 2019. So no details were provided about the game's story and characters beyond saying that it would be focused on new characters. Gearbox also didn't announce platforms for the sequel, but the original game is available on 
everything Telltale was available on, which is like literally everything they could possibly shove it onto. Old gen, like old, old gen systems, and then also old gen systems, and then regular gen systems, and like anything they could shove it onto. It, it's, I think it's on Mac. So that tells you it's on everything if they put exactly, a video game yeah. on Mac. <laughs> it is insane. Um, I am very excited for this yeah. for, for a couple of reasons. One, Tales of the Borderlands was hysterical. The best part of Borderlands is not necessarily the gunplay and all that shit. It's the humor, the writing, the characters, and they were top-notch in that game. It was fantastic. But also, I'm excited for this because, as we just mentioned, Telltale Engine is garbage trash, and Gearbox mm -hmm. makes pretty good games. So I'm really excited that they're developing something in-house using what I assume is not going to be a Telltale Engine, but something they design or license or something like that. Uh, so I'm very excited for whatever this turns into brand new characters and stuff like that too i do kind of wish like claptrap was still one of my favorite parts of tales from the borderlands even though most of them were new characters in that game so i kind of do hope there's at least nods or cameos from claptrap in it too uh yeah no again god tales from the borderlands is fucking fair it's probably my favorite telltale game uh 100%. it's gotta be up there it's i really, mean walking really dead good. was good really good and i cried during it, it was a great story but I do. I think I like Tales from the Borderlands better than The Walking Dead. It's way more fun. I mean, the fact that Patrick Warburton is in like the first couple episodes just says like your dick CEO boss. Like, all right, yep. Joe from Family Guy, let's go. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole new characters. I mean, I, I I think I know why that's happening. But it's also it's fine. Uh, those characters are cool, but some of them show up in Borderlands Three. That's fine. Give us a new thing, a new area, new worlds, whatever you got to do. But yeah, I'm with you. Like. Uh, because we still have the, you know, assuming we would still have the same writing team that has been writing on Borderlands. So it should still be a funny story, hopefully good as well. And then, yeah, give us an engine that works uh, would be great. So I'm very excited for this. I like the first one a lot. You know, you just hope that they have that some telltale magic. But I mean, a Gearbox knows how to make video games. It's not like they are trash at making video games. So I think it'll turn out good. And I'm uh, ready to see what characters and wacky stuff they get into. I would... Claptrap and maybe Loaderbot comes back because Loaderbot's great. Oh yeah, Loaderbot. I forgot about Loaderbot. Yeah. And then what's the one that Ashley Johnson plays? The one with the big yams, that robot with the big thick thighs. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good though. I remember being very funny. I'm gonna play through that again. Yeah, it's very good. It's very I good. I like it. All right. You remember Halo? Mm-hmm. New Halo content's coming, Adam. This comes from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. 343 Industries has revealed its planned 2022 roadmap for Halo Infinite and includes a late August release window for the long-awaited campaign network co-op. Remember when they promised this game was coming out two years before they're actually releasing the campaign co-op? Uh, thank God they didn't release this game in 2021. Right? Oh, boy. Right? And <laughs> 2020. It was supposed to come out. No, this is 2022. What? This is the Oh, no, year, no. Yeah, right? you're right. It would have been 2020. You're right. I, yeah. Time is a circle that is flat. Uh huh. <laughs> it, it, I was only fifty percent sure this year was twenty twenty two. I don't know numbers. Um, yeah. Thank God it didn't come out when they said it was going to come out. The roadmap begins by focusing on season two, Lone Wolves, which will run from May third to November seventh. We already knew that season two was going to have a new battle pass with a hundred tiers on it. There are two new maps in Catalyst and Breaker and three new game modes in King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing, which is like a Battle Royale-ish kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What was made a bit clearer were some of the events and new features that would arrive during the course of Lone Wolves. 
These include Campaign Network Co-op in late August and the Forge Open Beta in September. Another one of those things that wasn't there at launch, but they promised was going to be here two years ago. These release windows and targets may change. 343 also gave a brief look at what fans can expect from the currently untitled Season 3 that will begin on November 8th, three days before Veterans Day, two days before my mom's birthday, and one and... day after my friend Jesse's birthday, and 12 days before my best friend's birthday, and also 20 days before Dallas's birthday, if I remember that correctly. A lot and of November birthdays. How many, let's see, how do I do the math here? That's a two, and then a 10, and then a four, 16 days before my birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Lots of good November stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, it will bring with it a new battle pass, maps, modes, sandbox item, narrative events, fracture event, and campaign split screen co-op. So that season three will deliver split screen on the same con console co-op. <clears throat> so that's not coming in August. August is just online co-op. Online, yeah. This final thing here is a quote. We know we need to deliver more content and more features more quickly, 343 wrote. Staying true to a priority zero of team health means that sometimes we need to slow down in order to stay healthy and move faster later. But we're also aggressively looking at ways to accelerate. When's the last time you played Halo, Adam? Mm, December or January. Yeah, I think it's got to be the same for me. It's been a while for me. So here, here's what I will say. That, yes, the game released and it definitely needed more stuff or they need to work on it quickly. This last quote where it's like, we want to make sure people are healthy and not... Okay, that's fine. I also can't really get mad because it's a free play game. Right. Because the, the campaign yeah. was... I mean, I got that with Game Pass, but the campaign is the only thing paid for. So if you look at it from the structure of a free to play game, like, yes, you need to put out more content more often. I think these long of season... A season being almost fucking six months, I think is a little yeah. much. But, I mean, whatever. They're putting stuff out. Because if it's like, you know, if I come back to it, you know, whenever the new season comes out and I'm having fun and then, you know, I play for a month and drop it for five months. That's probably not what they want me to do, but I'm not going to be mad at them for doing that. As long as every time I come back, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And, you know, you eventually come back and it sticks. That's fine. Again, I really wish that they did stuff at a faster pace, but I understand why they can't. So, again, I'm not I do think it should have. I wish it would have came out in this completed form, if yeah. we're being honest. But as a free to play multiplayer game, I, you know. I, uh, what am I going to complain about? I don't have it installed and I'll install when the new season comes out and play it for a month. Like, what do you want me to do? Uh, what about you? Oh, and thank you for co-op because the game, the, multi the campaign was clearly made for co-op because every fucking station you go to has four fucking little stations at it to like get stuff. Um, but yeah, I just want to get into more multiplayer and um, have new modes and new maps and that's what I'm most looking forward to. So put that out hopefully at a quick enough pace and I'll be happy enough for the good multiplayer video game. Yep. I'm excited when, uh, obviously I'm excited for the campaign multiplayer and online is exactly what we're going to need to do because me and my friends live dispersed across the country. Um, but the, what I'm also excited about is coming back one day to the multiplayer in the future. And there's a ton of shit that's brand yep. new that I had no idea was there or cosmetics that I can get that I had no idea, that hopefully are better implemented and all that kind of shit. So I'm excited to come back to it at a later date and be surprised. Sorry. Same Stop thing it, here. Siri. And she's um, last story here is a little bit of like a like a happy ending Cinderella moment. <laughs> Amy mm, Hennig. Yeah. Amy Hennig is making more games. 
This comes from Kat Bailey at IGN. You might know Amy Hennig from Uncharted, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, a little bit of Uncharted 4 before she left the company and went to go start Ragtag, which was a Star Wars game that never got made before she left to go do something else and something else, and nothing she ever made, ever worked on for like a good 15 years got made. I remember Legacy of Kane though. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Starts before Uncharted. Skydance Media announced today that Hennig is working on a brand new game set in the Star Wars universe. Little is known about the project, save that it will be a, quote, richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story set in the Star Wars galaxy. Hmm, sounds right up her wheelhouse. Someone who's done richly cinematic action-adventure games and original stories? And has also done a game set in the Star Wars galaxy that was a cinematic action adventure game featuring, I don't know, ragtag, you know, bandit Han Solo type people. <laughs> um, Hennig's new Star Wars game is her second project at Skydance New Media, where she is also working on a completely original game set in the Marvel Universe. Hennig first joined Skydance Media in 2019, where she started a new division based around story-focused experiences that will employ state-of-the-art computer graphics to provide the visual fidelity of television and film but with an active lean-in experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. That's if somebody just like looked up the definition of a video game and what then ran through game? a thesaurus, that's yeah. what that sounds like. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, you know what? Part of me, I'm I'm excited, but also cautious. Like mm -hmm. I love Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. And before The Last of Us came out, that was my favorite game series or games of all time. Um, now I think Bioshock is my favorite game series. God of War is my favorite game. Anyway, Hennig has a special place in my heart and her games do. But also she hasn't done anything that's come out in a very long time. And I'm wondering, like, does she still got it? Does Amy Henning still got what it takes to put out a banger? Disney's certainly uh, trusting her and they believe in her. That's what I'm saying. Disney's definitely giving her all, all the things. My whole thing is like, I want to see if you can do a Google search while I'm talking. What mm -hmm. is Skydance New Media? Have they done anything? Are they from an old team? What is Skydance? I mean, again, it feels like uh, like in a sports team or something where it's like, oh, hey, we got the big free agent, you know, like Tom Brady didn't want to play in the Patriots and we got the new guy. We've got Tom Brady, but it's like, what's the rest of the team look like? Right. Um, do you have that? So Skydance New Media, I'm on the skydance.com. Uh, the new interactive division of Skydance Media, helmed by award-winning writer and director Amy Hennig, announced today. A oh, it's something she started. So she started new, it was at like Skydance, she started yeah. a... Started this thing. Okay, cool. So we have no idea what kind of games these are going to be. But right. the idea that I like, again, I like we're like, hey, we're starting a new team. She's going to head it up. And then clearly people are trusting her with big um, names and, and things like that. So that's very cool. And I hope that this ends up being like a really, like, what if this turns into like the next like Insomniac or Telltale where it's like, oh, they just get really cool IPs and do fucking real cool stuff with it. Or you're you about to say something. I have completely lost your audio, and I thought I could play it off for a couple of seconds and get it back, no. but I can't. Oh, there you go. You're back. Okay. Am I back? Yep. <laughs> cool. No idea what happened. Uh, again, I, I like how they're getting all the good IP based off of her name, I'm assuming, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but I hope that they turn into, like, a new Insomniac, a new Telltale, somebody who's like, oh, here's a cool thing, and they do cool things with it. We don't know because we've never got a game from them. But uh, I, I don't know what kind of games they're going to make. Like, again, they gave us the, th the Sosaurus version of what a video game is but is she is she the new telltale because whenever you're like visual fidelity of television and film but you lean into the experience i'm like what is that is it like a super super pretty adventure game 
like Telltale Adventure? Is it are you making Uncharted type games again? Uh, I want to know. Going to make richly cinematic action adventure games that feature original stories. That doesn't tell me what the video <laughs> game is. Um, but again, they people trust her, and yeah, it seems like you know as long as she doesn't like tear her ACL, this team will be fine. <laughs> yeah. What what does excite me is that like she started this company in 2019, obviously working on something, whether it was either whether it was a pitch to Marvel for that whatever game it is, or maybe it was like, hey, we're working on something, and then Marvel's like, hey, you could really easily convert that into Moon Knight or whatever the fuck property they want to give her. Um, so which means she's been in business for three years working on this thing. I think we could possibly see a trailer from it sometime this year. Maybe it's a Jeff Keighley summer of wonderful fun. Where's the emoji um, eyes? He's gonna he's pulling them out. Oh, 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 <laughs> Jeff Keeley in the chat with with the looking eyes, the emoji eyes. Um, so yeah, I, I think we could possibly see her Marvel project pretty soon. Among there, there are so many freaking Marvel projects now. I just totally forgot that Wolverine's a thing that's coming mm -hmm. too. God, I can't wait. Wolverine, Midnight Suns, multiple Star Wars projects. Spider Man 2. Yeah, there's so much. Yep. And they've mostly been very good. Bangers on bangers on bangers. Mm -hmm. Speaking of bangers, we got a lot of highly rated games this month in April. Adam, you got a segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Go. Don't need a spray bottle for this one. Uh, so <laughs> this is our monthly. I was going to say weekly. It's not fucking weekly at all. Monthly segment from Adam where we we look at the best games of the month and be like, oh, does this belong on a game of the year list? Perhaps we'll figure it out. So as a point of contention, I don't want to hear any guff from anybody. Technically, <laughs> these games, because we record on Sundays, so technically anything that released from March 27th until April 24th is on this list just because, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, the best games of the month starting March. Fucking weird. Whatever. Anyways, there are a couple games that technically came about the end of March. Whatever. Get off my ass. Uh, so number one, Crusader Kings 3 for console, sitting at an 88 on Metacritic. This one is kind of a cheat because Crusader Kings 3 was already super like one of the best games from last year, but that was PC only. I normally don't do that, but I just did that one because it specifically was like rated very highly. But whatever. Technically, it's already on a PC. Moss Book 2, which I know somebody in this Discord call was very interested in. Uh, sitting at an 84. That came out, I believe, the last day of March. Do you want to just talk about that real quick? Because I saw you. Didn't you tweet about this? Am I crazy? I did tweet about I retweeted something about Moss 2 and how it looks good and all that. But I, my my thing is, like, I'm not going to play this game, and most other people aren't going to play this game on that old-ass PSVR headset that's a pain in the ass to get running and hook mm -hmm. up to your PlayStation 5 and all that kind of like. I can't wait for PSVR 2 so I can finally play this wonderful, apparently, game that came out this year to us, the sequel to a game that I loved the original of. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think this is a great game that no one's going to play until PSVR 2 comes out. I, I didn't put it in the stories, but MetaQuest 2, for me not caring about VR, very good presentation. Ghostbusters, Moss 2's coming to MetaQuest 2. There's a oh, lot of stuff. Oh, shit. They had, I forgot they had that presentation last week. Yeah, Moss. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Like I said, Moss is going to be on MetaQuest probably before PSVR 2 comes out. Just probably. Um, oh yeah, that was but, on Wednesday. Fuck, I got to go yeah. back and look at all those announcements. Yeah, I didn't do. There was there was good stuff. But I was like, we're not talking about VR like that. But there's cool stuff there. Uh, anyways, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga 82, also apparently just one of the best selling Lego games I think ever. I think I think the time off and like revamping it really did them well. 
So good, good on that team. I'm, I'm interested to play it. I'll probably get that on sale. I like Lego games and I fucking love Star Wars. This one, Chad, I don't know what this is. I, I was just reviews. thinking, uh, what is Road 96? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, Road 96 is sitting at an 81. I think it's a PS5 exclusive, maybe PS5 and PC exclusive. Some sort of like narrative adventure game where I don't know what it is, but apparently it, it's very good. Uh, that's oh why God, I like doing a, these. because It's an anagram. It? If you if you've rearranged all the letters and numbers, it's road sixty nine. Oh my god! Yeah, you're nothing not but sixty nine in a car. That's it. What is the game? I think it's. I think so I saw I'm looking at screenshots. It's like a girl it, walking style, down the desert. Yeah, art style wise, it looks kind of like, kind of cartoony. Almost reminds me a little bit of Telltale. Um, she's walking in the woods. This yeah. police car is apparently a big part of it. There's a, there's a screenshot with a police car in the woods and then also from inside the police car. Like, you're in the back of the police car. Like, you've done something yeah. bad. She's playing not Connect 4 because it's purple and yellow. So I assume this is yeah. Connect between 3 and 5 or Connect yeah, halfway between 2 and 6. Yeah. Um, And then they're at a payphone in the middle of the but desert. Her and I did see girl. a trailer and it was like a weird, like, it feels like an art indie game where it's like, oh, we're going to go on this adventure with this young woman through the, the wilderness and the back roads of, uh, I don't know, but it, apparently it's good. I'm sure it's some indie art house shit that's pretty good. Don't know, but it, it reviewed well. And then last, Weird West, sitting at an 81, which is the Still cowboy game that I played. Yeah, yeah cowboy game Devolver, right? Mm-hmm, Devolver cowboy game at an 81. So that's, uh, I don't think... The strongest month, considering the top game already came out on PC last year. So really, the top new game is an 84. And I think three of the four games that are below an 84 came out in March, technically. But whatever. We're going to ignore that. This is for April. Good month to catch up on your backlog. But apparently, some pretty good stuff in here as well. If we had to think of anything for Game of the Year, again, I'm going to cut out Crusaders Kings 3. Aesthetically, that came out last year. Unless you just really get into it all of a sudden on console, then maybe <laughs> we'll talk not. about it. I'm going to play I've had it installed on my PC forever. I'm ready to play it. So between Moss, Lego Star Wars, Road 96, and Weird West, anything you think people need to play? Again, I don't think you've played any of these, so I don't know. I, I did not play any of those, but I can say that Moss is like top five VR games that I've ever played. So mm-hmm. if you're into that and you have a way to play Moss 2 that's not a pain in the ass... Definitely give that a shot. Yeah. I know people love Moss, so that, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know, what is this? <gasps> Wait a minute. My God, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. <laughs> He's here. Uh, we're going to part two of Adam's segment. We're doing Son it again. Son of a bitch. We're back nice. again. Nice. Um, you can't escape. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's segment. <laughs> what is it? Parabellum? That's what it was from John Wick. <laughs> uh, so... It's been four months. Prove it. And I've been oh my doing God, all these right. lists. And it's like, Adam, why do you tell us these best games at the end of the month and then delete them and then never actually keep a list of this stuff? It's like, you know, right? That's probably not a good idea. So what I've decided to do every quarter, we'll take what was the best reviewed stuff of the quarter and we can be like, hey, where would you put this in your game the list year so far? So I have the best rated games of the first four months of the year, they've all been talked about on this podcast because we do from 80 and up on Metacritic. On this, I only went down to 85 just because we Ooh. have to do the cream of the crop, you know? Yeah. So the, from the quarter, and we'll, we'll go by the, and you just be like, do you think this is on the game of your list? Where is this on your list? If you had to make a list right now, blah, blah, blah. Elden mm-hmm. Ring number one. Honestly. It's a 96 or 98 on, or it's a 96 on Metacritic. It's the best reviewed game of the year without a fucking doubt. 
Um, so where would it go on your game of the year list? I mean, I'm assuming it is on your game of the year list. Where would it go? Well, here I, I will give some upfront context mm-hmm. that anything after February 22nd, I really haven't played. We're going to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so there are a lot of things that I would love to play and beat that probably deserve to be on my list. But like Elden Ring is one of the like three games I've played this year. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, it is on my game of the year. But it deserves to be list. on that list. Yes. That's from, even with all my gripes, which are all legitimate, I don't want to hear it. Every problem I have with Soul Games is fair. Shut up. Uh, but it, <laughs> I think it, I mean, even with all that said, I mean, it's definitely, there's no way it's not in my top five at the end of the year, unless just yeah. like some crazy bangers come out. If I had to do it right now, I mean, it would probably be my number one. I don't think I could really make an argument for it not to be. So yeah, of course, Elden Ring's on the list. Fucking everybody. I mean, that's winning at Game Awards. I'm not going to argue about that. Horizon Forbidden West. I know you haven't played yet, but do you think that this would be in consideration? I think there's no world in which this isn't at least nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I have not touched a second of this game, which blows my mind at how much how much I loved the first one, Platinum did, all that kind of shit. And now I haven't even touched this one, which is wild to me. Um, but from everything I heard about it, like it, it's an amazing game still. Mm-hmm. I just, I, with all of the talk around Elden Ring, it kind of suffocated Horizon Forbidden West, kind of like Zelda did to Horizon yep. Zero Dawn. That's what happens um, to Horizon. So it, I, I think it will get nominated. I don't see it winning though. And again, that's all just based on, you know, general discussion in the gaming universe, not mm. my own and personal And for you. Opinions. Do you think it's going to be, again, we don't know what comes out. We don't know how you're going to feel about these games. Do you think it would make your list for this show at the end of the year? Based on my 2017 game Mm -hmm. of the year lists, which I can't remember whether Horizon Zero Dawn won or whether it was just like the best or in like the top three. Yes, I do assume that this will be on my list. Again, haven't played it yet, but I assume that this will be very high on my list. Mm-hmm. This one will probably right now it would be on my list. I could see this being like, ooh, this one just got edged out for number five. Yeah, because I do. This think could be the Spider-Man the of yeah. of everything. Where like it's a very very great game that just wasn't in any of the categories a winner, but just doesn't make it. Yeah, so that's for me. Like if I made a list, I'm like, maybe it'll be in my number five, maybe not, because I do like it, but I'm like, there's it didn't stick with me. like I haven't gone back to play it since I've done the review. Haven't touched it. So. Yeah. But I do think it's very good. I think for the moment, absolutely. We'll see. Um, Norco, N-O-R-C-O, all capital letters. Uh, if you want I to thought Google this that. Was a, I, yeah, I thought this was like Horizon Forbidden West. You typed HFW, and I thought this was abbreviated. But no, I guess this no. is not abbreviated. I don't know what this game is. I think it's PC only. It's a fucking Norco. 86 on is bikes. I, I don't. Um, there's also when game. I, when I type Norco. The first uh-huh. thing that comes up is WebMD. Norco oral uses, side effects, interactions, pictures. Hmm. Maybe don't look at those pictures. It's a non-opioid pain reliever. Oh, okay. What's Norco yeah, when game? I, when I look at images, it's just bikes and pills. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Uh, um, okay, 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 okay. It looks like some kind of like adventure game. Yes, it's apparently some sort of adventure game that's on PC right now. But again, it is the third best reviewed game of the year. So Damn. I don't know anything about it. No one has played it, but I can't. So if I would have been like, oh, I don't know anything about that. I wouldn't have played Inscription and Inscription would have been my game of the year. So yeah. this is a game I want to keep in my mind. Be like, maybe it's a thing I need to check out because apparently it's really fucking good. I just haven't heard of it. Doesn't mean it's not good just because I haven't heard of it. So Norco keeping that back in my mind for whatever that is. Uh, I believe it's Final Fantasy VI. It, I think it was VI. I'm not great with no Roman numerals. 
Uh, the Pixel Remaster? The Pixel Remaster is the fourth best reviewed game of the year so far. Again, it's a remaster, but uh, people like it. You know, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't care about old Final Fantasy. Uh, Ollie Ollie World, number five. Uh, reviewed very well. Still haven't touched it, but people like it. Me neither. It's a cool game. Uh, GC7, cool. Don't care about arcade racing. I'm glad that people who yep. like those games Sames. like them. Uh, here we go. Chad's. It might be Chad's. Game of the year, uh, Destiny yeah. to Witch Queen. I believe it was like an 84 or something on there. I had to go look again, but it is on the top list. No, it's, it has to be yeah. above 85, so it's like an 87 or something. This is for me, it, I, I'm trying to be as objective as possible and knowing that this is like I live in like video games for me equals Witch Queen for the last two months. Um, I do believe that like this is the best Destiny has ever been mm -hmm. in both mechanics and story and the way that it's rolling out content and the, the way that it's listening to its community and adapting. And I think the witch queen is peak destiny. And so destiny already gets nominated and sometimes wins like best community game of the year or best ongoing multiplayer game or whatever it might be each year. I think honestly, this could get nominated for game of the year. It is yeah. certainly right now my number one game of the year, just how good it is and how enthralled I am in it. But mm -hmm. um, I I do see a world where this could get nominated, probably not win game of the year. I think it's totally fair if it was on your list or if it won, because I, I don't remember when it came out, but fucking those Witcher 3 expansions, absolutely, are yeah. just like, even these expansions are better than a lot of games that came out. So yeah, if that if that is the thing that's hitting for you and that's great, put on your fucking list, man. It technically counts as a new release. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Is next on the list. Um, again, strategy game, apparently very, very good. I have it downloaded through Game Pass. I'm still going to play it, but I like that kind of game. We'll see, but apparently it's good. Tunic is next up on the list, a game that I haven't played yet, but I've had downloaded since day one. Uh, <laughs> you played it, though. You think it is a possibility, maybe in like indie category so. or overall? or you do Yeah, think it's good? I think it's going to end up, I think it's going to end up being the death store of last year, of this mm -hmm. year, the death store of this year. Um where yeah it'll it'll get recognized for some things it's a very good game it'll be maybe top five for game of the year for me right now i just have to go back and finish it i haven't finished it yeah. yet um which cool. hopefully the next six weeks will allow me to do all right i'm gonna also do play that as well again it's been installed since day one we'll see uh kirby in the forgotten land yeah not a thing i've played i don't think it's the thing you're gonna play but i mean if people it might really win like the kid's it. choice award oh you know, Nickelodeon. he got what is it get slimed Slime. I was going to say gooped. I'm like, it's not gooped. That's not right. <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, slime. Again, Kirby, not my thing, but I'm very happy that people are really excited and like this Kirby game. So, yeah, you know, awesome for Nintendo. Good stuff. And then last on the list at the 85 was Nobody Saves the World, which again, I need to go back and finish. I think it's very fun. I think that one is the one that like falls off your list pretty early on. If better keep good games keep coming out. But I do think it's good. I just don't know if it ends up being on the list. Yeah. There's a baby in the chat right now. <laughs> There's a baby in the chat right now. I I can understand what they're saying because like having been around a lot of babies, I just you know, you know, one cry means I pooped, one cry means I'm hungry, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. You just I get you understand the babble. And this one is saying, no joke, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is really damn good. What's so, the baby's name? 10 out of 10. Babies love it. Revex Shadows is this baby. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John loves it. Well, I know specifically he likes it a lot. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, it's just not a thing that I would play, but I'm people really like it. So uh, I could see that being on list, especially like at Game Awards, like best family game, like 
yeah, Kirby. Yeah, probably be on yeah. There, without a doubt. Uh, but that's it for the list I have. So I've been doing these segments for a reason. Look at this. I'm organized. Nice, nice. And you keep them around. Nice. I'm going to delete this immediately, but I will remember in here. <laughs> it is time for Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Adam. Yeah. There's been a lot of telltale talk on the show today. Telltale talk. Telltale talk. TTT titties. Ooh, um, yeah. I want to use that. Hold on. Before I move, before I like completely transition out of this, there's one mm -hmm. last here. Chad's up here calling an expansion for a game that's been out for years, a game of the year, and laughing at Kirby. Okay. Lol, says Revex Shadows. Sorry, baby, that you aren't old enough to play this T-rated game and realize that it's awesome. <laughs> it's T, it's not even M. <laughs> okay, moving on to Game on Game Show. We're going to play Video Game Would You Rather. Oldie but a goodie, coming back for the first time in a long time. Um, so, you know, Telltale's all about choosing choice, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I figured it would be a good time to bring this one back. So I have three scenarios on either or Would You Rather all inspired by video games in some way. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with this first one. Would you rather, this one's directly from Batman, would you rather spend your nights fighting crime dressed up as your worst fear for the rest of your life or spend 21 straight days in a 9 by 9 cell surrounded by your worst fear and then never have to deal with it again? Hmm. So either become my fear... Or just deal with it for a month and then never right. have to deal Dress with it up again. as your fear and fight crime at night all the time. Yeah. Or just completely merge in therapy for 21 days straight in a nine by nine cell and then never have to see it ever again. And I think we have to start this by talking about what would that fear be before we can really figure out which one we'd rather do. So for me, it would be white congressmen. So I just <laughs> do I want to dress up as a white congressman and fight crime, or do I want to be surrounded by white congressmen for 21 days? Uh, I could just imagine you running around in a Mitch McConnell mask. <laughs> fucking turtle mask, man, you know? Just fucking punching bank robbers. That's the question. There's two. Obviously, the second one, the 21 days, makes more sense for a real world. If I could be financially stable and, like, safe, I would absolutely dress up as Mitch McConnell and beat the shit out of people at night. If, I, if there was a world that, that was realistic where I could do that, I would do that 100%. Fuck, that sounds fun as shit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But come, come up, people. I'm vengeance, <laughs> fucking old ass man. Uh, but if it's real life and like I need to go to work and shit, like yeah, I'll just take three weeks vacation and just be surrounded by um, a seventy year old white man who is just like destroying America. That's fine. I my I couldn't think of anything like right now. Like I don't know what my biggest fear is right now. But for a large portion of my life, it was ladders. And still, I don't trust ladders. It's not heights. I'm fine with heights. But ladders, ladders are themselves. just like a stupid-ass tool. And they're super, un like, it's just a couple of steel beams propped yeah. up, like, half-assedly on a gutter or against a tree limb. And it's never stable or level on the bottom. And it's just mm -hmm. a terrible, it's a terrible tool that we somehow stuck with for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, I've got some wrestling matches for you to watch. <laughs> So my options would be to dress up as a ladder and try to fight crime as a ladder. Or do I just like sit in a room with a bunch of ladders and only ladders? And hmm. part of me is like, if I, if I am a ladder, that, that I feel like is not scary to me. And I, you know, I fight crime, but like, 
I would be the ladder. And, you know, part of that is I know my own strength. I know my commitment. I know what I can do as a ladder. Maybe I just like I will stretch out my arms and hold on really tight while someone else climbs up me or Mm -hmm. like go lean across a gap and plank while someone walks from rooftop to rooftop. And that that could be uh, a way to go. Or I just sit in a room with a bunch of A-frame ladders. And if I move, they fall. It's seven years bad luck. Yeah. If I walk under them. Yeah, you can't go under them. That's right. Can't go under because so you think oh, twenty one days of ladders. That's not bad. Yeah, times all the thousands of years that you accumulated of yeah. walking under ladders forever. That's twenty one days of you sitting in one spot and not moving. Exactly. Basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with dressing up as a ladder and and planking at night across large gaps that are <laughs> five foot nine and three quarters or less. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Would you rather, this one was inspired by Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart mm-hmm. and then fully fleshed out next to the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Would you rather peek into the multiverse and realize that you are the least interesting version of yourself? Oh, I'm the least interesting. Okay. Or peek into the multiverse and realize that your spouse is the least interesting version of themselves because of you. Oh, because of like you. Like they settled down with you and because of that, they are the least interesting version of themselves. Is it a one-time peak or is this a thing I can do constantly? Ooh. Let's say it's a it's a one-time peak and then you gotta deal with the consequences of it. Okay. I will look at myself and realize I'm the least interesting just because I'm going to see what cool fucking things I'm doing in other universes. That's fine if I'm the least interesting one. But if I can like, again, if it's only a one time, I want it to be like multiple TV screens and I can do it for a fucking hour or whatever. I'm like, what is this version of Adam doing? Uh, That's fine with me that I'm just the basic motherfucker watching the other guys. Because I'm just thinking of Jet Li the one. And it's like, yeah, that version of Jet Li wasn't very cool. But the one that he was killing everybody, that guy was awesome. I'd watch him all day. So that's fine. I'll watch myself be a badass and other things. And I want to just see what other versions of me are. Like if there's a version of me who's just like a fucking serial killer and has killed like 500 <laughs> people, I'm like, I want to watch that guy for an hour. That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm sure, why not? Take a few notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I could not. I'm, I'm kind of a people pleaser mm-hmm. by nature. And so I, the guilt, I think, would completely wreck me if I knew that, like, I'm the reason why you didn't fulfill anything in your life. That's the bad thing where it's like, I'm the reason that you're the least interesting version. Like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I'd rather just not know. Let's just not look at the multiverse at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I would go with the first one, too. What do you all think right, another version of you's doing? Just real quick. Right now, probably Jojo. That's the most interesting version of you? <laughs> You didn't ask what the most interesting. You just said, what's another version? Of, okay. Like, there is a right. version of me somewhere jacking off. Pro- I mean, yeah. Probably at least 10 of them. At least 10. Unlimited, you know? It, if if I have 20 different techniques, the way that I did do it, there's somebody doing each of those techniques right now. Underhand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your third question? <laughs> the third one is, uh, would you rather <clears throat> everyone in the world has a physical stamina gauge above their head that okay. anyone can see at all times. Or everyone in the world has a visible health gauge above their head that depletes as they get closer to death. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go stamina because that health gauge is going to cause a lot of problems. If you know how close or far you are to death, mm-hmm. you know how, how awful 
or how ridiculous it would be. Like, think if you're like, oh, my health bar says I have a month left. Fuck it. And everyone just acts a fool. If it's stamina, it's like, oh, yeah, like, if I ran from this guy right now, he couldn't catch me. You know, at 10 seconds, he'd be done. That's fine. That isn't like everyone on the, especially the perch. It's like, oh, I can just do what the fuck I want because I'm about to die anyways. I don't fucking care. No, yeah. chaos. Stamina is like, yeah, that dude is just not in shape or she's going to beat my ass if I start talking shit. So I'm going to leave her alone. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be that. I like the stamina bar more. I, I think about I don't I honestly right now I don't know which one I lean more towards because I can see the health gauge being a good way to determine like what am I going to do today? Mm -hmm. Like if 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 mom calls and I'm like, I don't have an hour right now, I'll ignore the call. But if I answer it and it's a FaceTime and I see, oh, shit, her health gauge is super tiny. Like I should probably answer this phone call and talk to her, maybe schedule a flight and go see her in person before she bites the dust mm -hmm. versus like, oh, her health gauge is full. I don't feel as bad about you know, skipping her phone call so that I can go take a poop and do whatever and yeah. play with the dog. So I feel like there could be a lot of benefits like that, like figuring out how to spend your time so that you don't feel guilty later in life when you're like, God, I wish I would have done that before they I passed. I just waste my time. Yeah. yeah. Or like also falling in love. Like if you will go on a date with someone and you're like, oh, you're going to die tomorrow? Better not invest anything in this. Or, yeah. oh man, you're going to live forever? Fucking great. Let's go and have a wonderful time touring the world together. You know, the fun, I, I like that idea. So your answer would be health? I don't know, because then the stamina gauge, like, here's, here's a fun it, one for it you. It could though. be a good, it could be a good, like, stamina gauge, you could say, hey, yeah, I just, I don't really want to do it tonight. Like, I'm really tired. And you, they know that you're not lying. And that way you're just like, it's, I promise it's nothing to do with you. Our relationship is super healthy. I'm just really mm. tired. And I'm like, okay, gotcha. I get it. Yeah, your stamina gauge is nothing. Or like, hey, I need to go home. I'm feeling sick. My stamina gauge really slow. Or sure. like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that that could be, have a lot of really good uses too. Mm -hmm. Here, here's what I'll give you a third option. What mm -hmm. if, you know, we're basically going off Dark Souls rules. There's also like a mana or a magic bar, and people don't have magic in the world until you find <laughs> oh, someone who shit. does. And it's like, what is this blue bar? Like, why is your bar has? blue? What oh, is shit. going on right now? And it's just like, there's very few people in the world. It's like, oh, you can magic. You can magic. If there's magic, that'd be fun. Or you, everybody knows a person who like something about them is mysterious or magical. Mm -hmm. Like they just show up at the right times or they like, you think about them and they text you and you're like, you knew somehow you, you could just read lucky. my mind. It's like this guy or just is like, always oh, lucky. Exactly. What if it's just his mana bar is full? Oh shit. I like That's that idea. One. I just imagine that like everyone doesn't have one and then you fucking find Daniel Radcliffe and he actually has a full one. You're like, oh no. <laughs> oh no he's gonna get me um yeah i feel like i feel like the stamina would be more useful but i feel like i w selfishly would have less guilt when i died if i knew that i spent my time with people who like if i knew i spent my time well mm -hmm. with people who were about to die anyway okay and that's it that's it for game on game show that is it for podcast 256 of respawn aim fire the kick-ass reverend gaming show uh we have a piece of homework for you, actually two pieces related to barf, backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. Um, that's where we play a game every month as determined by you, our patrons, over at patreon.com slash respawnamefire. And then we all talk about it at the end of the month. If you are not already, Batman the Enemy Within, again, that's season two of the Telltale series, is our game for the month of April. We'll be talking about that in a little over a week. So definitely go play that, write in your thoughts, let us know if you want to be on and chat about it. 
uh, our game for May. The poll is up right now on patreon.com slash fire. I've got my iPad mini here. So everything on the list is mobile compatible. So it's something that you can download and play on Android or iOS, or you can also probably, you can also find them elsewhere. So whether on Steam or a console or something like that. So you don't necessarily have to play these on your mobile devices. So go to that patreon.com slash fire. Vote before next Sunday. We'll announce whatever game wins on our next episode. Um, Adam, any other pieces? Go go listen to Isle of Misfit Rolls. Go yeah, Isle of Misfit Rolls. Um, Podcast yep. is on Sunday. Uh, Twitch live streams Tuesday. YouTube Wednesdays. Good stuff. Do it or die. Oof. Those are the options. That's it. Spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you everyone for listening until next time here's our usual sign off squirt 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 squirt